Hey guys, and welcome back to Goodversations, a collection of honest, deep dive conversations with talented voices in the theater industry. My name is Alexandra, and I'm joined today by Dino Fetcher. You might know him from his television roles in Channel 4's Humans and BBC's Years and Years, but he's currently playing Ed in Harvey Firestein's Torch Song at the newly opened Turbine Theatre here in London. Dino and I spoke all about Torch Song and the importance of bringing more LGBTQ-focused theatre shows to modern audiences. We also talked about his own experience as being an openly gay actor, doing the things that scare him, and how Harry Potter books pretty much shaped his teenage years. Just a quick mention, we recorded this conversation at the Turbine Theatre, and it was occasionally interrupted by background noise. There's literally train tracks running right above the theatre, and it's also a very lively space, so there was a lot going on around us, which you might hear in this recording. Be sure to follow Dino on Instagram at DinoFetcher and follow Goodversations for more episodes of the show. Here's my conversation with Dino Fetcher. My name is Dino Fetcher. I am a Welshman who's been in London for like 11 years now. I'm half German by blood, so my mum's German. I'm learning now at the moment actually. Are you? So I've been really shit the last couple of months with this show. I was on it and I've fallen off the wagon a bit. So now the show is just up and running. I'm going to get back into my routine of work. So um, yeah, I am an actor. I've been here 11 years. I love killer whales and spaghetti bolognese. Perfect. Well, actually, were you always a stagey kid? Like, what were you like growing up? Okay, so I was was never... I was always doing shows with my cousins for our family. So we'd go on these canal boat holidays and I'd always orchestrate. We're doing a show and I'd make everyone rehearse. My cousins were like, can we just play? And I was like, no, we have a show in two days. So Very controlling, okay. Yeah. I was very into it before I was like, into it. But I had a lot of energy. Yeah. My mum was a single mum. I still see my dad, but I was raised by my mum. And um, I think to help her, she, she needed to put this energy to some use so she put me into um, the Sherman New Theatre in Cardiff where I'm from and I started acting there so that was when I was kind of like seven and then I did it all the way up until I was 15. And did you go to university for acting? I did yeah I went to uh, the now Royal Central School of Speech and Drama so I kind of had a big break from when I was 15 to 18 Okay. because I was just like I was an awkward teenager I just I was, I was quite a big kid I was confused about my sexuality and I was like, no one look at me. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but then when I finished and I moved to Cardiff in the centre and I worked, I was like, this is still what I want to do. So I didn't do a drama, I hadn't done it for a few years, but I pursued drama schools and then I eventually got into Central and trained there. Amazing. So can you talk to me about your years there? Like w- yeah. what has been the most memorable lesson? I guess specifically in terms of the things I learned there, we did a lot of clowning in my drama school, which was so useful for me. Such an amazing lesson because it's basically about going up into a space and failing and being okay with not knowing what to do, not being funny because you have to go up and be funny. And if that doesn't work, try something else, try something else. Because I'm someone 
like I was talking about with the shows, I, I think I have an instinct to want to get things right. It was very good for me to learn that there is no right, because that's very liberating. And that, and then in the whole of drama school, I think I learned that in the nicest way, that it's all kind of bullshit. And the more I can, me personally, I can come up work with a sense of play and ease, the, the, the more dexterous and detailed and nuanced my work becomes. Absolutely. So, and you're currently playing Ed in Harvey Firestein's Torch Song. So for those listeners who have not seen the show yet, mm -hmm. can you just give us a top line what the show is about and who do you play? Sure. Okay. So Torch Song by the wonderful Harvey Firestein is a play about a drag queen, a performer called Arnold Beckoff, who is at his end with love and he's disillusioned by it all. That's where we meet him. But he still has some hope. And then he quickly meets me. Ed Reese, who's a kind of reluctant middle American, sexually confused bisexual man in the 70s, and they have a spark and a connection, and they embark on this amazing relationship. But unfortunately, well, I won't give too much away, but I, um, I leave him for a woman, and uh, it severs our, our bond, our, our relationship, we have no friendship, but I come back and I want to maintain a friendship with him, into lots of comedic drama and heartfelt Plot. So what attracted you to this role? Oh, I just think the complexity of Ed was so beautiful. Like on the surface, I think you can read him as quite, you know, humorless and perhaps um, just kind of an ordinary American guy. But I think actually he goes through this journey of turmoil. I mean, obviously in the 70s, at the time being gay was unacceptable and he was raised by a very kind of middle American uh, well-to-do family so he has ideas of what it is to be a man but then has these conflicting feelings so when we meet him at the top he's kind of braving uh, braving these feelings because he wants to explore them but then he goes on a journey with kind of denying that and then meeting a woman and then by the end of the play he's kind of he's gone on a, a really winding path to get to a certain place and I just I really admire him for his resilience and his refusal to accept um, accept being unhappy and he really fights for that he tries and he fights and he's so honest yeah. he's really honest even when it's he often he always puts his foot in his mouth all the time it's like a funny thing in the play I kind of love that about him his simple honesty and he's always well intended and has a really good heart even though he does fuck a lot of people over in his mess. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he means well. Exactly, he means, he means well. well. Um, okay, so what was it, I guess, about this role that resonated with you right off the bat? I mean, being a gay man, I can relate to being in Wales um, and growing up and then uh, and having one of those feelings that arose when I was like 14, 15. I had a whole couple of years of denying them and combating, combating them and trying to kind of be someone else. So I can relate to him in that regard in a huge way and understand the pain of that and the confusion of that. So do you think he ever gets out of his own way completely? Because, you know, at the end he kind of leaves the door open a little bit. Yeah. I think... I really think he... Like I was talking about the journey he goes on, I really do think by the end of the play he is changed in a big way. But I think... I think what's beautiful about Harvey's play is it's not kind of a simple happy ending it's like you said the door's cracked open there's hope that's what we kind of our, our resolution is and I kind of love that because it's messy and relationships and humans are, aren't um, neatly tied little packages where complicated and fucked up and and yeah so I don't think he's 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 fully 
dealt with all of his issues at all. And in that last scene with me and Arnold, he makes it clear, he says, I can't guarantee anything, but he wants to try. And that for me is beautiful. Someone who's striving to do something. And again, it comes back to his honesty. He's striving to do better, but he says, look, I'm going to do my best, but he doesn't make any promises. I love that too. I love that last scene. Oh, did you? Generally, yeah. Uh, brilliant. Right. What's your own favorite part of the show? The scene with Ma and Arnold. And he says, um, and one more thing. I, uh, I don't need anything from anyone in this world apart from love and respect. And you're my mother, I love you, but if you can't give me that, you have no place staying here. <laughs> that really touches me. I love me. that line. Yeah, um, I like the light. What was it? Um, don't go fishing for compliments in oh, yeah. waters. That's brilliant. I always um, so many good lines on I that. Know. So, what do you hope the audience will take away from the journey that your character goes through? Oh, I really hope they take away that Ed is flawed, <laughs> but ultimately he has a good heart, and he never meant to cause the damage he has. And, and for the damage he has caused, I think he suffered the most. Um, with Laurel and for what he did to Arnold and probably his parents as well but also ultimately that he's brave as fuck he's got so much courage so I think versus someone like Arnold for example who um, still came from you know a Jewish family but is quite kind of perhaps more um, outwardly you know comfortable with his sexuality and he's a drag queen and he's immersed in the world Someone like Ed, who's so kind of rooted in, in a kind of more upstate life, um, and there's a lot of pressure from his parents. I think for him to get to where he does by the end of the play, it takes a lot of courage, because a lot of men in that time, I'd say, you know, a huge amount, just didn't, and they stayed married, and then maybe didn't come out at all, or came out when they were... When it was you know, almost too late. When they were, like, yeah, much older than the 60s. And also, like, in the play, we explore what Ed goes through. He, he really suffers with mental health. And he, you know, he, again, spoiler, he does try to take his own life. He gets to a low, he gets to a point where he doesn't think he can go on. And he, he kind of, his toe kind of skims the surface of that dark plane. And from that, even though it's incredibly tough to then go to Arnold after five months, he reaches out and he says, I, I need help. He needs to, he, he, he has the balls to do that. Yeah. Which I think for me is, is an amazing amazing so thing yeah and a beautiful thing yeah. you know I just I find people's um, desire and, and and want to live something very inspiring beautiful and I really feel Ed is that he wants to live and he also wants to live in a good way that's true to how he feels I guess because the show is so gripping what has the audience reaction been like and obviously you guys have only done this for a couple of weeks but I'm sure people have come up to you afterwards and had a chat yeah I mean it's been overwhelmingly lovely really positive um, people have seemed to love it people seem to have found it really funny but also really quite moved and like you were saying, lots of people have messaged me and stuff and said they've been thinking about it for days after, which is really touching because I think, um, you know, a play that really sticks with you and really makes you think about your own life and things in your own sphere is, is something powerful. And, and that's what, for me, theatre and art should do.
A lot of us know you from the BBC's Years and Years. Yeah. So, how do you approach <laughs> acting for television versus acting on stage? Okay, so well, acting for TV is a very different process because you kind of you audition, you maybe have your first and second rounds, and you have the job, and then it's great, you have the job. Okay, um, you start filming here. You have a read through, but then you start. So you you have to kind of do so much of your own work. I've learned from my TV. Uh, uh, experience you I bring my full character to the table all my choices and then because on the day of filming you just have okay let's do a rehearsal for camera and then and then you're doing the scene yeah. versus and obviously it's like over episodes so you'll be filming out of sequence so be like oh this morning we're filming um, uh, ep, episode one scene three then after lunch we're filming episode two scene uh, 62 so you have to really clearly map your journey and know exactly where you are for TV. And then obviously there's like size of performance, which I've learned from, especially through humans, because I was a robot who had no, you know, expression. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but then, you did it very convincingly. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, it was amazing that job. I, I, mm. I love the job. But then for theatre, it's a such a different process because it's so much more about kind of the company and you go on this long journey of rehearsal and it's much more kind of explorative and kind of come with more of a blank canvas and then build upon that and from each other you play and find stuff so it's a much two totally different um, experiences but both of which I do really love for different reasons yeah. and is the way you develop your character different for TV versus yeah. the stage I'd say for TV it's, it's a lot more on my own um, yeah I mean for example with you know, I've worked with Russell T. Davis a few times. He's amazing. He's a mentor and a very good friend of mine. He always gives me such detailed notes and specifics about the character for me to go on. But um, you only do it a few times when you're filming, you know. But um, but for stage, you're, you're working and it's kind of you're doing it so many times and it changes and it molds and it depends on the on the relationship you have with the other people in the cast. Um, yeah. It's actually, it's great that you mentioned the cast as well because, you know, this show is kind of like a ping-pong match of energy almost, yeah. you know, and you have to have a really good and collaborative group of people around you. So what do you think makes a good scene partner? So Matt, Matt Needham, who I'm working with, who plays Arnold, is such a wonderful scene partner. I mean, the, the whole cast is great, but I do most of my stuff with him. And he's, I think what makes a great scene partner is someone who's listening, someone who is playful, um, and responsive, but that all comes from listening. So with Matt, like we do our scenes, we've done them so many times, but you know, sometimes he might throw a ball of, he does a line differently, and that's so exciting, because then it goes in a different direction, and I can do that for him, and it moves in a different way. Um, and, and also trust is a big thing for me in a scene partner. Like I really trust Matt, he's, he's a wonderful actor. He, he really respects the work. We've had a few times when, because um, you know, like, like you said, it's like a ping pong match. Some of the scenes are so fast. We had one scene that um, one of the lines came too early and we were just out of place in the scene. I mean, that's very easy because as a scene when we're on the phone, we're not looking at each other to absolutely panic and be like, oh my God. But we pulled it back because we were listening and we were kind of in our heads figured out what to do and we managed to save it so it wasn't a disaster. But that's thanks to him being such a good scene partner and able to listen and be so playful within the world, even under immense pressure like when things go wrong like that. <laughs> He's incredible. It was like oh, yeah, after, great. obviously, after me and my friend left, we were just like, 
each of you guys were incredible, but oh. he's just, his way of like expressing emotion is just so raw. Yeah. Like, we were just like, oh my God. Yeah. He's fangirling. Anyway, um, in one of your interviews, you actually mentioned that each of the characters that you've played uh, has taught you something about yourself. So what has Ed taught you about yourself? It's funny. I mean, I'm still in the process of this play, so I guess his honesty is something I'm really taking from Ed. Even when it's tough to hear, he says it, which I can be, uh, I don't think I, I'm very good at, you know, if, if I want to spare someone's feelings or if I want to uh, avoid any kind of confrontation or awkwardness, I might refrain from sharing something that is important. But Ed just says it, even even if he pisses someone off, or even if he did uh, upset someone when he didn't mean to say it that way. So it's kind of refreshing. Because I spend a lot of time sometimes dancing around an issue. Yeah. And then I look back and I go, oh, I wish I just said, said it outright and it wouldn't have been the thing. Yeah. So I've been doing, actually I have been doing that a little bit more. And I haven't really realized until you asked that question. Well, there we go. <laughs> so there and, you go. And you're still at the beginning of exactly, it, so yeah. <laughs> who knows what else you're going to pick up. Exactly. If you met Ed in real life, what advice would you give him? Oh, that's such a good question. But what, it depends. When did I meet him? What, where in the play? You would meet him midway through. Let's just, let's just put it there. Okay, so midway through. I guess I would try to save him time. You know, because he wastes some years. I mean, this is all spoiler stuff, sorry. But um, <laughs> I would say I would say it's scary. And I know the world feels like it should be this way. But how you feel and your instinct in your gut and in your heart is more valid than anything anyone else can say or tell you. You also said previously that you meditate for a couple of minutes before mm. each show. I do mean, you still do that? I mean, I do meditate. I, I, again, I've fallen off. I always fall off the wagon with things. <laughs> so um, I tend to just take a moment to myself before show and and go into the world of what's happening in the scene. So with my opening scene, when I come on, I'm in the bar. I imagine myself in the bar. I imagine myself having taken the drink. I imagine the kind of anxiety of being in a gay bar for Ed. And so you put that a lot kind of, of yourself in. I put that. a lot of myself. Yeah, the kind of you know the stimuli uh, and how that would make the character feel and then from that dive into the world I think in, in my earlier career I'd be there going over stuff trying to think of thinking ahead but that always just fucks me up so I just try to be present and imaginatively put myself into the world I'm about to enter I imagine it is quite tough to go through that roller coaster every day yeah. so what do you do to relax like before the show or after the show like do you have any other creative outlets that you like exploring yes i do i write so i'm currently writing something with a good friend of mine and we've been very busy with that i do a lot of yoga um i go to the gym fitness is a very good a good outlet for me just because it i obviously endorphins i feel great and it's a nice focus to have outside of um, creative stuff, you know, because I do writing and and I do I do improv as well, which is fun. Oh, nice. Um, I haven't done it in a while because of this play. But yeah, I always try to keep really busy, actually. I dance. I, oh, okay. I, I'm learning to juggle and I'm also learning to, I'm do, I've been doing hand balancing for a while, so okay. I'm learning to, um, basically, you know, like when people do a hand, you know divers, yeah. when they do that perfect handstand? Mm -hmm. That. So ask my cast, I'm doing, oh, I'm doing handstands all the time. Oh, my that's, but that's great, you know, working on yourself, like exploring yeah. these things. It's yeah. Incredible. What about singing? Do you do? Um, no, I sing all the time. Um, to yourself. To myself. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're, like in the warm up, um, me, Jay, and Rish, who play Alan and um, David, we all go in into the theatre and we put a speaker on and we sing um, sing a load of songs, like belting songs out, like ballads. That's nice. <laughs> that's really fun in our warm up. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I don't you... sing like professionally. No. Well, there. All I'm saying, there's this video on YouTube <laughs> with you and your brother doing covering. Um, <laughs> yeah. What were you covering? The lampshades. Oh yep, my god, come song. You found that. That's yeah, so funny. I did. I'm mad browsing skills, but yeah, so I definitely think you can sing. Oh you can yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I find singing terrifying. Yeah. Maybe I should like face it. Because I found I love improv, but I found it terrifying. That's mm-hmm. why I did it. And now I really love it. But something about singing like in a performance. Yeah. So exposing. So I, I admire, you know, musical theatre actors so much. Are you a risk taker then in your life? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm an actor. <laughs> True, that's a yeah. risk. Yeah. yeah, I would. I'd say that, not in a stupid way, but you know, yeah. I always, I, I'm really, I'd say I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, and I really believe. I mean, it sounds wanky, but I really believe you can achieve anything you believe you can achieve. You know? Yeah, and you also miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. So, so true, because I really believe in that. If you kind of, if you open yourself up to so many opportunities, then your, your chances are multiplied because you, you have more opportunities. And lastly, mm-hmm. because as you mentioned, you're an openly gay actor, and mm-hmm. you, you mentioned this before as well, that a lot of younger, especially younger people, yeah. fans of yours, you know, turn to you for advice sometimes and message you as they try and navigate their own sexuality. Mm. So what would you say to someone similar to Ed who is perhaps conflicted about who they are? I would say I understand how scary this is. I would say talk to people who are in the same boat as you. Um, it's terrifying now, but I promise you're going to be okay. <laughs> um, and in an acting perspective, I would, you know, I think it's coming out and sexuality is it's a spectrum it's so complicated and it's your own personal journey no one can make you do anything you don't want to do but I had a point in my career when I was deciding how I wanted to kind of you know market myself and Russell T Davis gave me just such amazing advice and he was like yeah you can do that of course but um just remember how do you want to feel every day when you look at yourself in the mirror and and that really stuck with me so I I've been kind of out uh, since the beginning of my career and I'm really proud of it like I, friends of mine Russell Tovey Andrew Scott who are fantastic ac- actors and I look up to so much and they're openly gay and out and they produce some of the most incredible work that I admire so much and I think if they can do it I can do it and I also think from letters and messages I get from people it's, it's just amazing to be able to, in a non-direct way, be able to help people because if someone can see me in a show and be a fan and, and relate to me and find out I'm gay and go, oh, wow, he is, um, and if that can give them strength, for me, that, that means a, a great deal. Yeah. And also just, I think it's, it's hard lying to yourself. Yeah. Like, look what it does to Ed in the play. He really fights his feelings for Arnold and it's toxic. I just think for your own health and happiness, be brave. <laughs> be true to yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. That's only but it's, it's tough. It's so tough. God, I wouldn't ever ha- uh, go through that again. So <laughs> well, I feel. Thank God, I guess that we only have one life to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're on to the random section, which is questions that have nothing to do with anything. It's just a nice way to 
finish. Okay, great. Cool. This will be fun. So, best way to earn someone's respect? I think honesty, being yourself, having the courage to be yourself entirely, and working hard, and actually saying you'll do the shit that that you promise to do. Well, leading by example, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, turning yeah. up when you say you turn up, doing the work, and respecting their boundaries. Favourite song? I really like Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Awesome. Any it's reason why? Songs. Just love that film, and that song's amazing. It's kind of uplifting but sad at the same time. Yeah. Um, do you ever build playlists for your characters? Yes. Do you do? So, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine the one for humans. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot of like. <laughs> I didn't actually for humans, but I had them in the past. It can be really helpful. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you collect anything? Um, well, I don't collect anything, but I do kind of have a thing for dinosaurs because of my name. <laughs> So I, I have, like, my dressing room's got loads of little dinosaur toys. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> I kind of started out as a joke, but now I actually... Because I used to get picked on when I was a kid and get called Dino the Dinosaur. And I hated it. And now I think I've come full circle and, like, embraced my name. So yeah. I, I have, like, a dinosaur T-shirt, um, little dinosaur figurines and stuff. So that's kind of my thing yeah. I collect. Last TV show that you binge-watched? Oh, I just binge-watched Russian Doll on Netflix. What did you think? I, you know what, it took me a couple of episodes to get into it. Mm-hmm. My writing partner recommended it to me. I didn't find it laugh out loud funny, but it was really intriguing and it wasn't obvious. And I love a story that um, I can't guess and I often can, but this was, it was kind of sci-fi kind of not about mental health, about um, grief, about growing up. And actually it was, it was really, really good. Cool. I'm watching Mindhunter now. Oh, really? See, yeah. I started that. Yeah. And I couldn't get into it. It was so slow. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, it's so slow. I oh, really? And then after, like, five episodes, it's slow <laughs> and super, I know, super slowly starts to pick up. But, like, even by the end of season one, I was like, oh, it's so slow. But season two is yeah. so oh, much really? better. Okay. Yeah, Have so. you seen Fortitude? No, I haven't. My God. Is it, uh, is it oh. good? I mean, it's recommend? great, but it, that was a slow one as well. Last theatre show that left you speechless? Oh, the last thing I saw was my brilliant friend in Present Laughter, um, Andrew, uh, at the Old Vic, which was absolutely incredible which is just this, it's an old coward play and they did it so brilliantly. It was so fast and explosive and hilarious. I came out just beaming. It was amazing. And doing this play was great because it's so fast. Yeah. The energy was inspiring. Best advice that you've received? Best advice that I've received? Um, oh, Indira Varma, a good friend of mine. She said to me when we were filming Power and Order, I said, like, what advice would you give me? She said, she said, always be the best version of yourself you possibly can be. Because in this industry, there's going to be someone more talented than you, better looking than you, in better shape than you. So when you're not working, work on all the things you want to be amazing at. And I've really taken that advice in terms of, I really, the workshops and the work I do is always striving to be better in, in what I want to excel at. Awesome. So, Worst advice that you've ever received? Stay in the closet. Did someone actually? Well, yeah, someone actually did. I can imagine. I mean, I was out already, but it was quite upsetting. Yeah. Um, I was very, I was only like, I think I was 20. Did I finish drama school? I was just finished drama school and he didn't know I was quite out. And he uh, 
was yeah advised me not to it's like oh it'll ruin your career and and that sent me into like a spiral but um it's bullshit because I've worked fucking loads so you know (laughs) and I played loads of straight characters and You've done great. It yeah. doesn't define you. It doesn't like that's, define people you. People need to get that. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it's changing. Actually. I think it's changing yeah. as well. If you could be in a Marvel movie, who would you like to play? What, like which superhero specifically? Yeah. Do you have a favorite superhero? Not necessarily Marvel. I'm always one. told that people always say I should play Superman because apparently you I, should I, play. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. But I think I like Spider-Man the best. Okay. Because he's because I I. I uh, I used to be uh, a competitive trampolinist, so I had a very like gymnastic background. So I loved all his aerial acrobatical Which is stuff. So cool. Yeah, and I was raised on Harry Potter when I was a kid. I like he was the same age as me in school. So I moved to a new school and I'd read the books in between classes because I didn't have any friends yet. And I just it was like my world. And my dad to the point where my dad said I couldn't have the Goblet of Fire until I brought a friend home. So I love all witchcraft yeah. um, kind of related stuff. So I'd love to play some. Someone quite dark with kind of powers. Maybe you can be in Harry Potter play. Maybe, yeah. yeah that would be good. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Magical, isn't it? Book recommendation. Book recommendation. I'm reading Rosemary's Baby at the moment. Okay. <laughs> Which is really good. Okay. My favourite books, though, are, are His Dark Materials. Um, <laughs> The Northern Lights, Amber Spy, uh, Subtle Knife, and the Amber Spyglass. So if you haven't read those three books, read them. They're amazing. I shall. I read a really good book called Nutshell. I forget who it's by, but it's about it's yeah. it's all from the perspective of a baby inside his mother. It kind of sounds like Stewie Griffin from Family Guy. Yeah. And and the mother like commits a crime, and he's it's written really kind of eloquently, like some kind of um, farcical. Um, uh, restoration comedy but it's really funny that's amazing like him like contemplating who uh, how his father will be and what will happen if she does this but all through the narrative of this murder his mother commits if you could become an expert in one niche field what would it be circus skills i think i think if i wasn't an actor i would be in the circus because i'm obsessed i do fire poi i juggle trampolining i love acrobatics so I'd be some kind of a hand balancing expert or an acrobat, or also languages. So yes. I love, I'd love to speak. I'm so jealous because my mum's German, yeah, but she didn't teach me from birth, so I'm robbed. So and my dad's Spanish, so I'm like I should be trilingual. And I'm like, what happened? Okay, and lastly, what are you grateful for today? What am I grateful for today? I'm grateful for meeting you, Alex, and getting to talk about this play, and that you've come all the way to chat to me about my opinions and my views on the world. That means a lot. Likewise. Likewise. Well, on that note, thank you so much. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode, then please consider giving us a rate and review. This would help me tremendously in reaching more theatre fans and also getting more guests on this show. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. You know, I'm always just one message away on Instagram and you can find me at Goodversations. So let's get to know each other. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll talk to you again next Monday.